From the 24-hour newsroom, we've got traffic and weather on the 4s, the 7s, the 13s, the 17s, the 21s, the 24s, the 29s, the 34s, 37s. 41s. Yep, 44s, 49s, 53s, 57s, and... That's it. Okay. All right. And now this is traffic and weather together, and here we go. Our forecast is for showers today, turning cloudy overnight with the possibility of... Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time, time. Lisa Foster, this uh, music is by a woman named Mabel John. And just checked out uh, a week ago or so. One of the very first female acts on Motown. Don't have to beg you to hold me. Cause somebody else will. Kind of paving the way for like Diana Ross and the Supremes and others. Yeah. Mabel John, 91. I love. You know what? I, I love don't that hear music. you. I love that music. Technical you don't problem here. Uh-oh. You don't hear me? There you go. I hear you now. I'm not okay. going to even fix this. I'm just going to yeah. make this part of it. Just because I thought. I thought once again you just weren't listening, so you actually couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when people say, I hear you, I hear you, yeah. they're not really listening. You hear, what I, listening. you hear what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. You know what I mean? I hear you. No, you know what I, I mean, you. right? Right? I hear you. Right? See, let's ban, you know what I mean, and right. I don't know I how. I do that, though. I do that, too. I do that. Or I'll say, um, yeah, I say, you know what I mean, a lot. Because sometimes I feel like people never know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Well, do you know what any, I mean? Does anybody ever stop you, though, and go, no, I don't know what you mean? I do that to people all the time when they say, does that make sense? That's another phrase. Does that oh, make sense? And oh, that's one of my hot buttons, yeah. Why do you not does like that? that? Because what, what are you supposed I'll to say, say to that? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I do say that okay, sometimes. Okay, then you're the know. idiot. No, I do say that sometimes. I tell you, I'm I, having some technical problems with my headphones here, girl. Yeah, you need to unplug or replug or something because I'm there. trying to talk to you and once I know again, you're not listening. And to I you. can't wait to hear this back later. <laughs> it's going so the, well. The things that you have going saying right so now. well. No, what okay, I was so, going to say, hold on, let me say what okay. I was going to say. Listen. So I was going to say when people say to me, does that make sense? Do you? Does that make sense? And if it doesn't, I don't say it does. I just go, well, now that actually doesn't make sense because I want to understand. But it people. makes the uh, it makes the other party feel like if it doesn't make sense, you're stupid. No, that can't I mean, possibly how it makes the that's other what party. It make, that's the net effect of that that expression. You know what I, I mean? Disagree. Does that make sense? I disagree. I think that actually shows how interested you are in really understanding the other person so that should endear them should endear you to them oh my god i, I gotta 
hang on a second. I'm going to have to stand up to get up above all this horse shit piling up in this room right now. Get up here, there. Ah, I, just, I can breathe up here. That's fascinating how people look at things differently. Like some as a negative, some as a well. Positive. You know, I so. you know I'm Mister Sensitive. I I don't like oh, being called yes. by my last name. You know, I have those oh, little yes, quirks. It sounds, yeah. it feels unfamiliar yeah. and disrespectful and unfriendly. And so mm -hmm. anyway, so yeah. back to the passing of Mabel John. She was ninety one. Yes. And one of the first female uh, acts on Motown, as I mentioned a moment ago. Right. Yeah. And I love, I've always loved Motown music. Um, God, so many oh, great art. Man. Marvin Gaye. I, and... I don't know why this headphone is not working. Let me pull oh. it out. Is this working? Can you hear me I okay? I can hear you fine. Okay. But... But if you do what you're doing, okay, because I, I could yeah. hear myself coming back through the mic. Can you so. still hear yourself? No, I'm good, as long as you okay, can hear Okay, I've me. got you turned down a bit. I, I'm i sorry for this technical snap. Well, that's going to be a gentlemen. problem, because when I have stuff to say and you can't hear me, you keep blathering on, and I can't get a word in edgewise. That That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> Mabel John. Um, Poor Mabel. Th this was one of her hits. So you, most people don't know her name, but she backed up Ray Charles. Uh, she oh. was with his backing vocal group, the Raylettes. Oh, nice. And in 1966, she had her own hit with this one. Your Good Thing is About to End. You can bet I won't say. Mabel John. And now you, you know sounded, you the sounded, rest of the story. You sounded like Casey Kasem right there when you were intruding. I song. did? Yeah. Also passing away this week, Bernard Shaw, <laughs> an 82-year-old former anchor on CNN. Yeah. <laughs> just, just and like, uh, yeah, he's so the weird. one that asked, uh, when Michael Dukakis was running against George H.W. Bush, Mm -hmm. uh, he asked him the provocative question. Governor, if Kitty Dukakis were raped and murdered, would you favor an irrevocable death penalty for the killer? It, it put uh, Dukakis on the spot. He had no good answer for it and uh, probably helped Bush wow. get elected. But uh, Bernard Shaw. Yeah. And then Joseph Hazelwood, who was the captain of the Exxon Valdez, the oil tanker. It's already the largest oil spill in U.S. history. The tanker Exxon Valdez, gouged by a reef, more than eight and a half million gallons, poured into Prince William Sound, a prime fishing and recreation area. Such an environmental disaster. Of... Oh, yeah. And I'm oh, not blaming you for that, Lisa. Okay, Not I entirely. Know. No, I know. And Mikhail Gorbachev, 91 years old, he's gone now, too. He, of course, um, almost unintentionally led to the dissolution of the Soviet empire. And uh, remember Ronald Reagan asked him, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And mm -hmm. that's eventually what happened. Yeah. Uh, although not uh, not during Reagan's time. So there's some, uh, there's some passings for you. Yeah. You know what we have going on as we're recording this right now? Uh, this weekend is presenting a Harvest Moon. I know. We know where the music's 
and it's when the full moon is closest to the autumnal equinox. Because I'm still in love with you, I want to see you dance again, because I'm still in love with you, on this harvest moon. And we have a bunch of... Uh, wildfires going on here in central yep. oregon where i'm speaking so do to you we. from Couldn't and so it. it's turning that harvest moon blood orange it's yeah it's beautiful but it's sort of sinister at the same time well we have um we have the bolt creek fire uh, they've actually shut down highway two up here in washington i heard State. about that yeah. uh, it is uh, sitting outside with friends yesterday on the patio at my home here in north seattle we noticed ash falling on us um and it's pretty big 72,000 acres have burned something crazy like that they've they have evacuated people so i couldn't see the moon the sun though has been that weird pinky orangey color uh that sort of it's a very pretty color but it's sad that it's that color because of the disaster that created that color but couldn't see the harvest moon last night i went out to you know release some th- some things uh which is what you're supposed to do on the on the full moon that's a good time to get let go of stuff and so that's what i was gonna do so what did you what did you let go of a, like a bunch of balloons or something well no i let oh. go of some beliefs that i had about myself i let go of some people that were not serving my life's purpose very well uh i let go of um a bunch of stuff and felt good. So there you go. That's what I did. Right. If you well, believe in that that's... stuff or not, but it couldn't hurt. I thought it couldn't hurt. I'm going to do it. Not a bad idea. Yep. Well, of course, as you know, uh, as we're recording this again, it is still the case that Queen Elizabeth II has passed away. Yes. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what she died of. I don't think she was hit by a truck, but uh, no. She was 80, what, 96 years old? 90, so. 91, wasn't it? 90? No, 96, I think you're right. Yeah, 96. Yeah, yeah. And she was first uh, installed as uh, the monarch in, uh, when was it? Let's see. Here. She was just a you child. It was, 1952? It was, yep, 53? yep, the 50s. Yep. Like that. Mm-hmm. There we go. 1952, she ascends the throne. And do you know Queen Elizabeth sat on the throne for 70 years? And was never yet treated for constipation. Oh, Pat. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That's just crazy. But yeah. what a long and, and really impressive life. And, you know, I'm one of those guys that really could give a hoot about British royalty and all of that. But I'm willing to make an exception in her case because I just thought she was graceful and gracious. And there is something sort of fascinating historically speaking about uh royalty and all of that even though they seem increasingly irrelevant in this world true uh, she, she was pretty cool pretty cool yes yeah, so i'm all, i'm not i'm like you it doesn't really matter much to me i was very much into it back when prince charles who is now king charles by the way 
was marrying Princess Diana. I would have taken him for an English Springer Spaniel, but you say he's a <laughs> King Charles now. King's Charles, really. So he, I mean, that back then in the 80s, that whole, the whole whirlwind around that. And then, of course, the, the, the juicy scandal with um, his mistress, Camilla, who is now... There's some discussion about whether she should be addressed as Queen Camilla, but she's really a queen consort. So it really should be queen. It should be Camilla, comma, queen consort is her title. But people are just calling her Queen Camilla. So there you go. I don't care. So so when his mother dies, mm-hmm. Charles now is immediately the king. He doesn't have to go through a official coronation or is that going to oh, happen will. too? Oh, okay. Yeah, they'll they'll do an official coronation for him. So he's like the president elect, except now he's the king not elected as well. There was some talk about him because he's like you know seventy something, like he's you know getting up there. Some some talk about him abdicating and just giving it to Prince William and saying, "Here, you Prince William, you take it over." But he's he's not going to abdicate and there's no precedence for that really yeah um well I, I, age, I've heard so. that, uh, i heard that prince william is uh challenging the decision and thinks that uh that there has been uh a, 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 that he was cheated out of <laughs> his office i see what you're saying so there was some sort of a conspiracy to yeah, keep the yeah, crown i guess him. that's what i'm saying that's oh, what i'm hearing yeah. interesting it, it's very de rigueur now to challenge everything. So yeah, why the, should that, that be? What, that's mine, even though no proof points to the fact that that's actually yours. But it's yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, what? A, what a long life. Jeez, that's great. Seventy years. I mean, they say that at yeah. least half of the people uh, living now can't remember a time when she wasn't the queen. Exactly. So yeah, that's a long run. That's a Tom Brady length run right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can go the distance, we'll find out in the long run. In the long run. I think there was some discussion too about what was gonna happen to her dogs, you know, her beloved Welsh corgis, and I'm like, what do you mean what's gonna happen? And she probably had, you know, dog nannies around the clock for those dogs. So yeah, yeah. I mean what are they going to take him to the humane society? <laughs> okay, your mommy's gone, so you guys, you're you're, well, you're heading on out too. Yeah, well, I, oh. I, I kind of worry about that with with our dog too, you know, and cat. Yeah, you make sure I know somebody's going to step up and and uh, and take. Do care you of have that that in place in your will? Oh heavens, I no! <laughs> Why? I do. Nah, nah, we don't have. Didn't have anything. I I have not yet determined who to leave my vast estate to. <laughs> um, I think I'll give all of my money to my cat. That's a, also can. very popular. You can do that. Well, you have kids, of course. You don't. I mean, that's that's where the that's where your vast estate. I'm not go. leaving those little bastards anything. <laughs> what did they ever do for you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, I just uh, came across a book the other day, uh, and uh, it. Let me see where it is here. It's about you know people ask me, and I I don't know if they ask you, Lisa, who was your favorite music group of all time? Uh, I don't them, like questions know, like that. 
I just, I don't like questions like that because you know me well enough to know that everything depends on what mood I happen to be in at the moment. But what's your, who's your, like a go-to group? You never get tired of them. You, you'll always listen. If they're on the radio, you'll turn it up every time. And even that, even that's difficult because they, I may have a group that I like and I'll have half their songs I hate. So it's, I, no, I'm, I refuse to answer this question. Look, I'm working hard at this. I'm trying to get this this topic going and you won't help me out here. I can't, Uh, I'm just being honest. I don't know. Yeah, there's no place for that on this podcast. (laughs) Well, anyway, my answer is always, and you'd think it would be, given my generation, it'd be the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or maybe even Elvis, I don't know. But for me, it's always been the Creedence Clearwater Revival. I forgot you told me about that. I love them too, but they're not my favorite. Oh, they are for me by a long shot. I just love the raw sound of them. And uh, and they had a, a ton of hits. They scored 14 top 10 songs from 1969 to 1971. And they even outsold the Abbey Road album that the Beatles no, did. That no year. way. Yeah. So they're, oh. they were huge. But then... What's intriguing is then, of course, uh, you know, personalities start to clash and all of that. There's a... Certain fatalism, even in some of John Fogarty, he was the he was the heart and soul of the band. Uh, his lyrics, uh, and uh, and pretty soon, um, you know, they've been together a decade, and they said, "Nah, we're done. We're not. We're not. I can't get along with you guys." Fogarty knocks out a string of hits: "Bad Moon Rising," yeah, "Fortunate Son." That's a good one. I have that on my playlist. But he's very controlling, and and it caused his brother, uh, who was also in the band, to say, "See you later. I'm gone." And it was an older brother, and then the rest of the band followed suit. So uh, they broke up because of that. Then Fogarty went on to have a great solo career as well. But give me some credence every time. All right, so when I was a kid, see, these aren't my favorite. When I was a kid, <laughs> I had three favorite bands. Can you guess who they were? <laughs> okay, okay, hang on a second now. Let's see. I would say someone like the Cowsills. I saw the sitting in the rain. But that kind of that am I am I on the right track? How old do you? How old do you, When do you think I was born? 
Well, I know when you were born. I was there for crying out loud. I, I, I delivered grew up you. In the... <laughs> I liked. Oh, you're gonna mock me. I don't care. The Archies was my sugar. Well, I was pretty close with the cow cells, wasn't I? Okay, I guess. So I love the Archies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way. And then, by the oh, way, I got two more. Now, hang on a second. I just want to tell you that uh, one time when I was just out of high school and starting, starting college, I was given the opportunity to do a little bit of stand-up and introduce the Archies who were <gasps> coming to Bend, Oregon. You did? Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. Well, here's the thing. The Archies uh, were not a real band. They didn't they were not a performing band. They had these right. studio hit songs and then they said, "Boy, we better capitalize on this." So it, the the actual touring band kind of came along after the fact. Right. Well, so I don't know who these right. guys were that came in to do those songs, but Okay. So the Archies, the Archies were, can okay. you guess the can you guess the other one? Uh 1910 Two, I, I've a fruit gum what? company. What? The 1910 Fruit Gum Company. <laughs> this was their hit. Put your hands in the air. Shake them all about. Did you like it? <laughs> Not my favorite. Didn't I didn't make hate your it. List. Okay, so the no. other two. Do you want me to tell you? Well, well no, no, let's just let's not okay. find out. The second one was the monkeys. <laughs> I knew it, and I'm not going to mock you for the monkeys. They were very entertaining, very musical. I loved their TV show. The monkeys was the best TV show ever. It was a ripoff of the style of Hard Day's Night movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then the third one. Yeah. Actually, I have four now that I think of it. The third one when was, you come around? was the Osmonds. <laughs> of course it was. Oh, my God. I can tell you've been hurt by that look on your face, girl. Some guy brought Satan to your happy world. <laughs> and do you know what I had? I had a Donny Osmond pillow. I had a pillowcase. A pillowcase. That had Donny Osmond's face on it. And every night I would position my face like right. I put my cheek right. What, what do you mean his, your cheek? His, oh, well, <laughs> part of your face, you mean? Yeah, my face. Oh, I would put okay. it right on my Donny Osmond face pillow, and then I would pretend he was my boyfriend. You know, time. I have to confess, I did the same thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. And then the fourth one, I'm surprised that you wouldn't know this one, but the fourth one was uh, the Jackson 5. Mm, okay. All right. All right. You're coming around. Very pop, all very pop-oriented. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very studio, slickly produced. 
Uh, totally. Which is which is kind of why I like Credence, uh, because it seemed like they recorded it live. It yeah. felt like it. It was raw. Uh, and, uh, and the other thing I liked about them, believe it or not, was that I couldn't understand many of the words of that Fogarty <laughs> was singing. And I kind of right. liked it. I thought, eh, I don't yeah. know what the words are, but it's cool. It's a cool sounding yeah. song. And that was back in the day. Now you can just go online and find any lyric you wanted. But it was a right. real challenge back in those days to even try. We would record the song off of the radio with our little cassette right. thing. And we'd sit down and we'd play stop and write down the word we heard and play stop and write it down. That's how we got lyrics back then to songs. And now it's just so easy to get the lyrics. And yeah. But it was hard back then. You didn't have any resource to find out what they were saying. Yeah, you kids today have no idea what it was like for us to search for important lyrics to songs. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. And I feel like a loving you. Love, you're such a sweet thing. Good enough to eat thing. And that's just what I'm gonna do. Do you have do you have any respect for people who loudly sing songs <laughs> with incorrect lyrics and you know yes. they're incorrect? Yes, I do. And and you yes, have contempt for those people? No, I do it all the time. I I love it. <laughs> well, I, I told you the story. I told you the story about uh Prince uh the little red Corvette song and this yeah. again was back because well, didn't that come out in the early 80s? or uh, 1923. <laughs> yeah, it was 1923. It so the, the, you could, there was no way to find lyrics back then. And I remember I was in a, a dance club. I'd go clubbing with my girlfriends in Marin County. And right. that song was very popular. <laughs> I didn't know what the name of the song was, much less what the lyrics were. But I did not hear... Little red Corvette. What I heard was, pay the rent, collect. And I sang it at the top of my lungs. And um, somebody said to me once, pay the rent, collect. You know, that's not what that's not what they're saying. And I went, really? Because it sounds like that. That's what it sounds like to me. And they just rolled their eyes and walked away. So that's, um, there you go. I own that one. And yeah. My parents had a song, it was on an old 78 record. I don't know if you ever played any of those. I did. No. And I loved to listen to their music, even though it wasn't my music. I was intrigued by these old big band songs and, mm -hmm. and the Sinatra and, and the like. Yes, yeah. There was a song called, I'm in the Mood for Love. I'm in the Mood for Love. Simply because you're near me Funny, but when you're near me I'm in the mood for love And a friend of mine used to say, and I was, and I would try to sing it, you know, I'd go, I'm in the mood for love Simply because, my friend said, no, you're singing it wrong. It's I'm in the nude for love. <laughs> I said, are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. 
And that's the way I sang, sang it. I'm in the nude for love. Well, that doesn't even make sense, that sentence. I'm in the nude for love. That doesn't even make sense. Well, you know, what am I going to say? I'm yeah, a kid. but it works. I probably was only 36 or so. I was very <laughs> naive. Yeah. Okay, um, so uh, let's see. Oh, here's something I wanted to bring up. Now, last podcast, I think we mentioned, uh, and a lot of these podcasts have timestamps on them for sure, but uh, on August 28th of this year, 2022, mm-hmm. as we mentioned last week, there was a shooting in uh, here near us in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, what we would call a mass shooting where two people, three people actually total, were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I guess that's not enough to call it a mass shooting. I think there's a new threshold. You have to get up to really eight or nine or something like that. I, I read that somewhere. Uh, I don't, no, I don't I, think it doesn't make any sense to me, but it's like, well, that one, that one is not that many people were killed, so it's not that big a deal. Let's not worry about it. That's the, that's the thrust of this. Um, but here's the thing. There was a guy, there were two guys, two people that were in the store. One of them was an employee and he hid behind, um, like a produce cart or something. And when the shooter turned away, looking at something else, this man, I think he's around 66 years old. He jumps up and he tries to overpower the shooter. Uh, he, unsuccessfully ultimately as he is then killed but -hmm. the guy's a hero you know he's Mm -hmm. a bona fide hero he risked his life Mm -hmm. to save people and and stop this shooter so then uh the local newspaper here a few days later comes out with the fact you know tells us that this guy was a military veteran he's a wonderful father uh he performed a heroic act oh and then by the way they also bring up some crimes that apparently he might have been involved with 30 years ago. Oh, it's on the front page of the newspaper, hmm. uh, not really bearing any uh, thing on his heroism. And, hmm. you, you know, these news outlets always offer great restraint to protect the name of the shooter, but not to the hero in this case. And so they bring up the fact that, well, yeah, but 30 years ago, he got in trouble and had to go to jail uh, for a little bit because of uh, something that he did, Hmm. Um, almost blunting the heroism that the guy displayed on that given day, August 28th. So my wife and I had a little, she was outraged by it. Yeah. What's the matter with those guys? Why do they have to bring that up? And I, and I tend to agree with her, but I played devil's advocate and I said, well, you know, in the spirit of the first amendment and journalism, it's, it really shouldn't be the purview of the writer or the broadcaster to pick and choose which things they're going to mention True. in someone's biography. And they, I, I don't disagree and they probably figure, well, we should tell the whole story and not just the part of it that makes us feel good. Right, and let the listener or the reader come up with their own feelings around it. That's that's pure journalism, right there. You don't. Um, Do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, I agree with the concept of it, only because we were in the news business, you yeah. and I, and yeah. the job yeah. is really not to editorialize about the news; it's just to deliver it and let the listener figure out how they feel about it. So, right. um, 
So I don't disagree with the concept, but I still think, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. I sit on the fence on this one. That is a tough one. That's why we, we had a, a little mini debate between ourselves, because you can really look at it two ways. And Absolutely. Both of them can be definitely justified. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's, I just thought I'd bring that up. So what, what ended up happening? Did you, are you and Patty still speaking now? Oh yeah. Still not speaking. Yeah. 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 Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. We had a little, uh, dinner party that's giving it too much, uh, uh, of a headline. It was just a little gathering we had of some neighbors around here whom we scarcely know. These Mm -hmm. people all live elsewhere most of the time, but they have rental houses here, uh, in, uh, in this area that we live in. And one of the guys was the, uh, and you can look it up if you're that interested, but one of the, one of the people was the democratic candidate for the governor's race in California when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running for his second term. Hmm. Uh, and this fellow that we had food with last night, a Democrat lost, obviously. Schwarzenegger got mm-hmm. a second term. But he had some great stories to tell uh, about his encounters with people in California politics and that kind of thing. And it's always fun when you get to spend time with people that have, unfailingly, their stories are amazing and interesting. And uh, and so often we, you know, if we're in a mall or walking down the sidewalk downtown and people are passing by, you just, there's a part of me that always wants to stop and say, hey, I know this is kind of nosy, but could you tell me your story? <laughs> I'm thinking nine that. times out of 10, it's going to blow your mind. You, you look yeah. at this person and say, I had, I would have never guessed that you did this or yeah. that you were married to that person or that right. you invented something, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's really I, interesting. I love, I... I, I just love that about people because we, Always make judgments about, well, that guy looks like a dork or that guy (laughs) looks really smart, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and it never fails to amaze me, people's stories. Mm -hmm. Life is a collection of stories. I have a a grocery store that's uh, like five minutes from me, QFC. And so I drive, I don't shop every day, but I drive... Uh, I'll go get groceries maybe every few days, fresh veggies and whatever. Um, And there is a woman that I have noticed that it doesn't matter what time of day I am driving. It could be 10 in the morning. It could be 2 in the afternoon. It doesn't matter what day I am driving. It could be Sunday morning. It could be Monday afternoon. It could be on any given day. She's just standing in various spots along this route. She's not standing at a bus stop. She's not standing and she's just standing there. She's a, she's a pretty gal. She's probably in her thirties. Um, and she just stands there on the side of the road. And every time I'm like, I'll be goddamn there. She is again. What is her story? What is, <laughs> what, what is her story? And I keep thinking one of these days, I'm just going to stop my car and just say, Hey, I'm, this might be weird, but I notice you often along this, my route from my home to my grocery store. Um, I just, 
I don't even know how to what I would say to her. But yeah, that's then the I'm problem. thinking, then I'm thinking, well, what if she's like a lunatic? And then, you know, Better I've yet. stopped. I've stopped and now she's got my license plate. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's just the oddest thing, but I want to know her story. Yeah. I, I know exactly so, what you mean. I I think it, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop one of these days and I'm just going to say, Hey, what's your story? Maybe I just say that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. She's not reading a book. She's not at a bus stop. She's just standing there. Doesn't she's look like a hawker, does she? Oh God. That's a C. Oh, well, I don't know. What does a hooker look like? Then, well, that's it. See, people never look like what we think they're going to look exactly. like. Exactly, <gasps> A hooker. Huh. Well, I live in Lake Forest Park. I don't think there's a lot of hookers hanging out on. on well, that's probably house. why she's a hooker there, because there's no competition. <laughs> I swear to God. Probably has her regular customers coming by. And I won't be at the, uh, the bus stop, but I'll be just over a little bit from it. You'll know me right away. <laughs> No, she doesn't like, she's got a t-shirt and shorts on. She doesn't look like a hooker. Hmm. Um, it's very, you know, she's just a very girl next door kind of, but I never thought, see, this is why it's so interesting to share stuff. That never entered my mind that she could be a hooker. Well, if she's in on the s sidewalk every day. Yeah. She's, well, I don't drive there every day. All I'm telling you is like maybe every three or four days I drive. So you only go on I'm hooker Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'll know if I do pull over and just say hi, and if she leans in my car window and says, hey, you looking for a good time? Then I'll know for sure that she's there. <laughs> looking for a good time? Huh? Listen to Peculiar Podcast. That's what. Yeah. Hey, um. Have you ever noticed these features? You see them in magazines and on TV shows, and it's always like uh, they're obituary things, and they're like they always call it the um, a life well lived. Um, and now today's life well lived, and I and I was wondering, well, that's fine, but what about the life poorly lived? Why don't we get to hear about those people too? Those right. would actually be more relatable. I think for the most of us. What is the, guy, the definition of a life well lived? Yeah, yeah, indeed. What is it? What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, you you live to be ninety one. I mean, sometimes there's stories about guys. One of the last surviving members of uh, the people that were on hand at Pearl Harbor back in 1941, or mm -hmm. or they invented some, or identified some sort of isotope, or you know, shared a Nobel Prize or something. Those those folks are great, and then they've lived fine lives. But what about the lives lousily lived? Well, wait Those are a the minute. ones Hold I want to know about. Hold on. You're jumping to conclusions. That might be the only good thing they did. They, the rest of their life might have been shit. They might have gotten that Nobel Prize, and that was it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And then the rest of their life was people picking on them, um, bad relationships, hell problem, you know. Yeah. Well, we talked about it before. It's the 
it's the uh, what Facebook is all about for the most part it's 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 a it's a pastiche of lives that couldn't be better couldn't be better <laughs> lived things people that couldn't be happier um, <laughs> you know they're as miserable as the rest of us at least I hope they are yeah I agree do you think you've lived a good life me yeah well who else is in the room yes you hmm. Well, you'd be surprised who else is in the room right now. Um, Larry, introduce yourself. Hiya, Lisa. How you doing? This guy's, I feel like... This guy's lived I, I, kind of life. I feel like I've lived a good life. I feel like I've been for... I, I think if you start to look at uh, situations and people, uh, especially in, in um, I don't know, other countries, underdeveloped countries, yeah. people who, you know, um, just are in circumstances that they happen to be born in. Um, I have a great life. I've had a great life. I've had challenges and everybody has those challenge has their own set of challenges, but, um, you know, uh, there, there's a, um, a saying or a story about, uh, people, uh, are allowed, uh, how does this go? Something about, um, there was a, um, a day when people were allowed to take all their troubles and put them in a, in a big laundry sack and hang them on a clothesline and then step back. And you were allowed to go pick anybody else's bag of shit, anybody else's bag of troubles, trade your life for theirs and invariably most people go back and pick their own bag pack up all my cares and woes here i go singing low blackbird bye bye isn't that interesting you just you yeah. just pick your own bag um so I don't know. I I think I've lived a good life. I know I'm not done with it. I've got lots of good stuff coming, but I know I also got a lot of shit coming too. Yeah. Well, they come in uh, sometimes equal portions in life yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's like an athlete, I guess, that, that tends to think more about the loss, the drop balls and the errors and the missed shots than they do about about the, the better thing. Make my and speaking of a life well lived would you agree that albert einstein lived a pretty good life i don't know i know i didn't i never met him Oh, yeah. Well, we had him over here for dinner a couple of times. <laughs> you did? Was that last night? <laughs> no, not last night. No. Was he complaining uh, about things? No, it was his brother, Frank Einstein, that was here. Oh, okay. That guy, you can barely get a word out of the guy. All he does is grunt and stagger <laughs> around and mm, mm, not a good house guest. Well, I, I'm, always, uh, I'm always buoyed by the fact that he uh, was a lousy student. Uh, oh, in, that's right. Math. Yeah. And, and so, again, it kind of harkens back to what I talked about earlier. You size people up when you first meet them. Mm -hmm. And then if they're voluble, they start telling you things you can't believe. You did that? One of the reasons I brought Einstein up, I was reading this article. You, you have to have 
permission, if not royalty rights, to use Einstein's face or image on anything. I was thinking about this the other day because I saw this truck driving down the street saying Einstein Plumbing, and it had uh, a caricature of Albert Einstein on the truck. It's their trademark. Oh. And now Albert Einstein is on at least nearly 200 separate items, they say. Uh, Metal detectors, umbrellas, arcade games, Christmas tree decorations, butterfly nets, toys, life-size cardboard cutouts. And you have to have the rights to use uh, his face. But I know that this is violated all the time. It has to be. I'm thinking of this plumbing company. I doubt that they went through uh, to the effort of making sure they had celebrity rights on that sort of thing. Well, who but, would be, would it be his estate that would? Yes. Uh, and in California, heirs can now legally inherit the publicity rights of their celebrity ancestors who had mm. died in the state of California. And now other celebrities are following, following suit. Elizabeth Taylor, you know, Elvis Presley's ex-wife Priscilla, mm-hmm. Bing Crosby's widow. They all, uh, you know, are making money off these people. Uh, of of considerable celebrity that are gone now, but are still mm. <laughs> bringing moolah into the family. Yeah. Does it have to be for, uh, for instance, that plumbing company? They're monetizing the image, but there's yeah. like there's Albert Einstein memes online that people put up all the time. That's not yeah. for yeah. profit. Is that still would that violate the? You know, I don't know. The, it, that's what makes me intrigued by it. Can yeah any innocent use of uh, Einstein's image get right. you in trouble? I don't know the answer to yeah, that. People have Maybe. posters with Einstein on that in their house. I mean, Hey, uh, I came up with a TV show idea. I don't have this fully developed yet, but I wanted to know what you thought of it. Okay. It's kind of a candid camera kind of thing in a way, mm-hmm. but it's like you go into somebody's house or their business Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe into a particular room of their house that they have mm-hmm. set up and it is, it has looked the same in there for 10 years. And so before they come on camera, you change out something in the house and mm-hmm. see if they notice. And, oh, and maybe they don't even know that this is a TV show. It could be a hidden camera kind of thing. Like you take mm-hmm. uh, uh especially a house that's got a lot of clutter on it, a lot of pictures on the walls, a lot of furniture. And you introduce mm-hmm. just one thing. Either you bring a new thing in or you take an old thing out and replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. Like it, like there could be a, a big old painting of a, God, a grandfather or something, and you change it out mm-hmm. to now be slightly different. Maybe a, now it's a painting of a of a woman or a cow or something like that. <laughs> And well, then you I think just, you would notice that, but okay, keep going. Well, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm. I'm still developing this notion. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be entertaining? Do you think, or would it be just a bust? I don't think it'd be entertaining at all. Pat. You don't? Okay, scratching that <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, let, well, maybe it just needs a little tweaking or something. Oh, it maybe definitely needs tweaking. Maybe they, maybe there's a time limit. Maybe the, you add in the element of like beat the clock. Yeah. They've got 10, yeah. 10 minutes to figure out what's different in their room. Um, uh, I, here's yeah. the problem. Here's the problem with what, what you just said about 
living, it's very hard. You tend to stop seeing things. Yeah, that's like, my point. Yeah. Yeah. You tend to stop seeing crap around your house. And it's funny when people will come in with fresh eyes and go, oh, that wasn't there last time I was here. And you're like, oh, yeah, right. I guess it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll keep working on that and I'll get back to you on it. Yeah, don't throw it away. I just think All it right. needs like, it needs something like <clears throat> like a bomb or something. Like it needs a beat the clock element. And then if they don't guess it, the, their house blows. There's got to be some element of danger here. One other little thing I wanted to mention, and then I we got to move along here, but do you throw things out of your car window, like hamburger bags or pieces of food or whatever? Do you, When you're driving along, do you ever throw trash out your window? What do you think? I don't think you, you do. You know me. I don't. No. I don't. Nor do I. Why do you ask? Well, that? the reason I ask is because at least when I was growing up, and I'm about 63 years older than you. I remember these ads on TV about littering. And there's a one famous one yes. of a Native American with a big tear rolling down his cheek. Oh, that's such a powerful ad. Some people have a deep abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country. And some people don't. People start pollution. People can stop it. Write for Pollution Booklet, Buck, 1771, Radio City Station, New York. But it was really drilled into us as kids and young adults that you you do not litter. You don't no. throw things out the window and make it, keep America beautiful and all of that stuff. Well, now I'm just noticing somehow that message needs to be reinvigorated again. Because I'm just seeing trash everywhere. And not just, you know, around where I live, but... Mm -hmm. anywhere I travel now, there's just all these roadside pieces of paper and clothing and plastic bags and mm. jugs of who knows what. And I think we should uh, jumpstart a new anti-littering campaign. I don't know. I People are going to go, yeah, whatever. It's just think of it like, <laughs> think of it like the COVID vaccine campaign. I was watching another, there's an, another booster shot obviously coming out for us this fall. Yeah, and right. I saw an advertisement today, you know, keep vaccinating Washington. And I'm like laughing, thinking I agree with that. But those types of messages for people who uh, do or like that's bullshit. They're not going to go all of a sudden because of that. Go, oh yeah, okay, maybe I should. I just, I don't know. I don't see these things as being very effective now. I don't know. I'm just, I'm reading that there is now a rising number of cases of polio again. I know in this country, and it's because people just said, "No, nah, we don't need the vaccine. Yeah, just forget polio. Yeah, and there's no sense of history in many people's lives because. They've come along so much later, but I'm old mm -hmm. enough to remember the scourge and the terror of polio. I mean, we had mm -hmm. an American president, the FDR, that had polio, and he was in a wheelchair through his entire presidency. Right. And, and I remember my parents just being scared, this possibility for their kid. And, uh, and then I remember that there was a polio vaccine that was developed, and you'd get your shot in school. And then yep. later there they was an oral up. vaccine and polio 
was pretty much eradicated through most of the world. And now it's yep. making a comeback because and now it's back. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the other. Yeah, they just the uh, the governor in uh, New York governor just declared a state of emergency in New York. So yeah. because of the polio outbreak and it's like, geez, oh yeah. what is happening? What know. is happening to this country? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> If you're going to go into a tattoo parlor and let them jam needles in, into you to create a, a tattoo that is celebrating your girlfriend, Dolores, uh, <laughs> you know, you could, you could also probably tolerate an inoculation for a disease. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm going to pull the curtain down here, but not before we close with our traditional joke. Okie doke. And then today I have two jokes for you, Lisa, because once again I'm in one of those quandaries where I just couldn't choose. Well, why this isn't our last podcast. You can't just save one? Well, because I'm eager to move on. Okie doke. And why not, you know, if you can get a Sunday, why not get a double Sunday? If you get <laughs> okay, a cookie with with chocolate, why not have two cookies? That's true, but sometimes you offer up two cookies and one of the cookies suck. So, <laughs> well, so if you're I'm saying serve up two stale ones for you right if now, you, if you're saying that these cookies are both good, then sure, bring it. But well, I think they're both going to be good. I think these okay. are these are top notch. Okay. Right. Some turtles went on a picnic. Turtles. <laughs> Can I stop you right there? <laughs> Just, yes. That's the best opening joke line I've ever heard. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe I should leave it at that. I've never heard a joke that started with that. <laughs> oh my God. That's Some like turtles that. went on a picnic and it took them 10 days because they're turtles, you know. Right. It took them 10 days to get there. And when they arrived, they realized, oh, shoot, we forgot the bottle opener. So they told the littlest turtle, hey, uh, uh, Bilbo, would you go back for the bottle opener? And he said, no, as soon as I go, you guys are going to eat all the sandwiches. <laughs> but they, they promised, no, we won't. We won't. No, we'll wait for you to come back. We won't eat the sandwiches. Okay. All right. I'll go get the bottle opener. I'll see you later. I'll be back later. So he leaves. Okay. And they waited for him. Ten days. Twenty days. Thirty days, Lisa Foster. They were so hungry. They said, oh, damn it, we got to eat a sandwich. And as soon as they took a bite of the sandwich, the little turtle came out from behind a rock and said, see, that's why I'm not going. Oh, my God. All right. Oh my Good. God. I'm not even stoned. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I really do think you need to stop there. I really yeah. do. Uh, um, okay. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go the other one. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to yeah. go up there. Bases loaded. I'm going to try and oh, get it out God, of the ballpark. <laughs> that was one of those jokes that was funny from the very first sentence all the way through oh so. wow, that's good news that's very good okay here here's one more a scotsman went to a baseball game with a bunch of turtles no, no. he just went to 
he went to a baseball game. <laughs> I would have been so happy if that was really the line. Okay, oh let's God. say he does go to the baseball game. Okay. And he's sitting there watching it, and there's a bunch of turtles singing, okay. sitting alongside. Okay, okay, okay. And he says, I think you guys belong in a different joke. But they said, no, nah, we're, we're here for the game. So, okay. and the Scotsman doesn't understand baseball. But when one batter got a walk and tossed his bat aside and strolled to first base, the Scotsman stood up and yelled, Run, man! Run! And the, the guy sitting next to him, well, I think it was one of the turtles. The turtle said, well, he doesn't have to run, see, because he's got four balls. And the Scotsman yells, walk with pride, man! Walk with pride! Okay, that I'm in the mood for love Simply because you're near me Funny, but when you're near me I'm in the nude for love If there's a cloud above If it should rain, we'll let it But for tonight, forget it I'm in the nude for love Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.